Hey, everybody, it's Lance Dawson. I'm back with my partner in crime, Andrew Stewart, for the last episode of 2023 Backstage Lowdown. It is a great one. We are ending on a high note. We are interviewing Lucy and Boyd McNeil of the famous Barra McNeils. They are going to be playing Massey Hall December 22nd. If you don't have tickets, run out and get them now. It is a talented, talented family, and you will have nothing but feel-good vibes after watching their show. But for now, we get them in an intimate conversation. We only have them for 30 minutes. And uh, so Andrew and I absolutely took advantage of that. We're looking forward to it. Here we go. So how have you been, man? Been busy. And you know what? I never say busy because everybody's busy. Yeah. And I always I always think if I say I'm busy, that insinuates somehow that you are not. And I hate that. So I never say I'm busy. I'm like, yeah, life is full. It's great. Kim and I had this um, ridiculous idea. We were on vacation brain in, in Hilton Head. And we realized that we have two Labradoodles, one of which is, is four, and uh, who came to us after we lost our first initial dog. And then Sky, who has been with us for a long, long time as well, she's 13 and a half. So Fender, the dog we've she he's never been in a house without like another dog. We don't yeah. know, you know, how long Sky will last. So we had this idea that, oh, well, we could we should probably get another dog and then, you know, a transitional thing. And right. technically, like if you have a dog, I think that says you're a kind person. You have two dogs, or maybe you're like super outdoorsy or something. If you have three dogs, there's like, okay, now there's a problem. <laughs> so but technically we don't have three dogs we have two dogs and then you've Fender. been discussing uh, the idea of a transitional dog yeah yeah for fender like fender would have that third dog it's not right our dog. It, so it, would be, not crazy. it would be fender fender's dog it has nothing to do with you it's completely right. up to defender to, to to care for it that would be it that seems to be the thought process yeah but we're well beyond contemplating it so we have a Bernadoodle, which is like a Bernie, Bernie's mountain dog, but that they left it in the dryer too long. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's shrunk. Okay. And it's, smart and it's cute and stuff. So, so yeah. does Fender have a new dog? Yeah. Fender has a new dog. Oh, wow. And what's, what's the new dog's name? What was well, Fender this, named it? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's was tougher than I thought. I thought this was going to be like, yo, dog named piece of cake. And I know you've got Aspen, right? This is why I was asking you. Pick. You go pick, yeah. maybe. Yeah, strings. No, his name. <laughs> All of these are good suggestions. Strings, hey, strings. With whammy on, bar. Hey, whammy. Yeah, big yeah. Whammy, big yeah. whammy, big whammy, big <laughs> whammy. You know what? That we're doing this podcast early in the well, not early in the morning. It's like eleven a.m. It's, it's too early already. It is too, too early. early. His name is. Uh, is anybody in my family ever going to listen to this? His name is Ryman. Okay, so they, but so the boys call him Rye after alcohol, which is great. That's some crackerjack parenting on my. But part. yours so, is yeah. after the musical, correct? Gotcha. And and uh, you know, I I think that um, yeah, Kim Kim is calling him Rye as well. There you go. I don't know what her her thing is i don't know if it's right i don't think it's maybe Ryan maybe she musical. just cut it down yeah. but still a musical dog 
I like it. It's a good name. You think so? Yeah. Rye is, I don't know. It doesn't roll well, off the tongue. Ryman like, hey, Rye. Hey, Ryman. Yeah, Ryman. There's a couple syllables in there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. In the Celtic music world scene, I um, think it's important to note that just on November 30th that we lost Shane McGowan of the Pogues. Oh, uh, so wow. That's, that's a sad thing. <laughs> on a more positive note, though, yeah. Um, did you see the other week that a kid, and when I say kid, he's 20, in his Porsche uh, gets pulled over, his vehicle's impounded, he's doing 206 in 100. Wow. 206. Yeah. yeah. But where the positive thing com comes in, my pizza was free. Oh, man. I can't believe we walked Pizza guy driving road. a Porsche. That can't be true. Well, he wasn't delivering my pizza, but he he did. Yeah, no, two hundred six and a hundred. Wow, like a week. That's ago. that could have been disastrous. Yes, did, yes. It could. Did he lose the car? Well, they impounded it. I don't know what's happened with it as of this week. I, you know, I should probably That's call, call into the OPP to find out what uh, yeah what's what's going on there. Maybe reach out to our friend Pete. And where where is your pizza? Is more important. Well, I mean, I've eaten the pizza. The, oh, okay. The OPP I didn't know you got it. Delivered it after the fact, but you I know mean, those it, guys are. It was right. over. It was over thirty minutes. Yeah, to great guys. Great guys. Those guys are great guys. They actually had time to arrest this kid, impound the car, and deliver the deliver pizza. Deliver the pizza. I appreciate wow. that. Yeah, yeah. This is why we have to get Pete Fowler back on the show. I know. Just to find out what happened to the car. Yeah, and other other suspicious because crimes. He's... I've got questions. I'm telling you, you, you know, the world's fascination with, I do. And the of, world's fascination with true crime. We should definitely have Pete on the, on the show. Did you know in the, not a joke, nothing to set up here. Did you know that the Caesars, the drink, the birth birthplace was in Calgary? I did know that. The, this was new to me as of like the last week. Yeah. It's a Canadian thing. Yeah. Well, I knew Caesar. it was a Canadian thing. Um, you can't get. Kamado, if you're over in Australia, they don't know what you're talking about. But all I'm picturing is a bunch of drunken cowboys with their, their fancy Caesars. I don't think that's how that went. That I don't think right? cowboys. They're on a cowboys bull. drink surgery Caesars. Surgery. Yeah, no, they no, drink no. Caesars? They're, they're on their bull or bucking bronco oh. as okay. whatever their their choice is. Right. But the drink of choice is the Caesar itself. They've got the salary. They've got. You know, a, a couple green olives in there. Nice toothpick. Happening. Well, that's why that's why they only hold on with one hand. Oh, the other hand's for the Caesar. You told me this wasn't a joke. You told well, me it, it wasn't. And we a were joke, just going to have a conversation, and it, it just turned into yeah. it. <laughs> no, you said in was, all seriousness. Did you was. know? I'm not setting anything up. Do you remember? I wasn't setting anything up. It just. You know what? Our nine way. listeners are disappointed in you. They really are. They went down like me, went down this road believing you. We are just talking about Caesars and cowboys and chaps. Nobody was talking about chaps. Well, they are now. <laughs> I don't think I can do this show with you anymore. <laughs> Honestly. I'm, I'm out. Hey, I got to tell you, this was really funny. Um, we played a, a, a corporate gig on Saturday night. Wicked. Um, like a company Christmas party. 
Yeah. And they, they'd rent, rented out this big, beautiful hall at the top of Forefathers Brewery, which was really cool. But their theme for their Christmas party was flannel, which we embraced. I well, embraced. And it was really funny, but the band was teasing me because I come to the the show in the afternoon. We got set up. We got sound checks, blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to be showtime. And I changed from one flannel <laughs> into another flannel. second flannel. They're like, yeah, exactly. And, That's and the, the weird, the crazy thing is, is that you didn't even know that the theme was flannel. Yeah, that's probably everybody shows yeah. up and you're like, oh, this is a little weird. Yeah, the theme of the show is Lance's fashion sense. There it is. And everyone wore flannel. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. That's fun, actually. Yeah. It is. It is fun. Everybody so, have a good time. I think everybody had a good time. Nice. It was odd for us because uh, it's a beautiful room and the the sound was was fantastic. I I thought anyway because it was like all old wood floors and brick walls and exposed beams and stuff. We you had to make sure that it wasn't like reverberating everywhere. Right. Um, but the the audience um, was there. Anyway, they're they're having dinner, the Christmas party, that sort of thing. So I didn't even know that they had a hall up there. No, I didn't either. But I now know, and they do, and you can rent it out. And have your function up there, and it's absolutely beautiful, nice. absolutely beautiful. So yeah, so but it was it was odd because like I said, the the audience is sort of you know uh, removed; they're they're away from us. So that's I'm trying to get used to that stuff. It's back. It almost felt back to my playing in bars and cafes, just acoustically, and your kind of background noise and stuff. Right. So that was yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's I mean that's that's this particular event. You know. It was fun. It was nice. I knew a few of the people. It was a physio clinic that had, uh, had hired us. So we, uh, I knew a few oh, people and they're awesome. So yeah, there you go. And nobody was wearing chaps. Just full circle. Hmm. Did anybody have a Caesar? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they had a Caesar. Did, I don't know. Did they have one of those fucking Bronco rides? Mm, there they did not they did not no. have a, a mechanical bull that's a mechanical saying. bull is actually yeah, yeah. what i was looking for i was struggling I for that what is that thing called i've actually yeah. never ridden a mechanical bull that's you know what a little fyi about andrew stewart he's never yeah, ridden a mechanical, never mechanical bull. bull so here's the thing this is our last show of two, 2023 it certainly is that's that's the end of season end of season three yeah, I think we're we're season three. We have to season three. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And we're ending on a on a high note. appreciate it i know you guys are on a, on a big tour right now and and so we're excited to get you even just for a, a short amount of time so where where were you, were you playing last night yeah yeah, oh. yeah we, we were we were in um uh wolfville nova scotia so we're back in our home province at least for a bit oh wow because i know last week you were just you're like new market you did aurelia so you're swinging through ontario you're already back out east and then and swinging back for massey hall we yeah. finish Finish at Massey for the 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 big finish. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's so that's fantastic. on December the 
December 22nd and including tonight, you've got sh four shows left. That's yeah, that's correct. Yep. Tonight it's uh, Halifax and tomorrow the same and then St. John, New Brunswick and then off to Massey Hall. That's a wow. whole lot of family for yeah. like a month and a half. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I'll do well to get through Christmas dinner with mine, yeah. but to do an entire like month and a half of touring, that's that's got to be rough. Well, we have a good crew, sure. you know, our tour manager and sound guy and, and we have a cousin who does merch and and the bus drivers, like we've had some great people traveling oh. with us. And, and that certainly helps us, yeah. you know, there's someone else to talk to besides each other. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Every family needs a tour manager. Highly recommended. Yeah. Every family, you get yeah. your family a tour manager, you'll all get along wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They tell them where to go, which corner to sit in. You just sit down and that's right. And calm down. Yeah. Well, I mean, for those who, who have lived under a rock for a while, the Barry McNeils are sort of an iconic Canadian uh, family band. And, you know, Andrew and I were talking about sort of before about folk and Celtic, but you guys have branched, uh, you know, much further than sort of that East Coast feeling, right? You're you're doing doing it all. And I think that's fantastic. So how do you guys keep it? How do you, I know, like I said, I'm going to barrage you with that. Andrew and I barrage you with a bunch of questions because we, I know we don't have much time. How do you guys keep it fresh? You guys have been on, on the road for a long time performing. Uh, who does, like, are, does everybody write or does somebody, are they the principal writer of your music? And how does that all work? How's the. Stuart does a lot of writing and a lot of arranging, you know, okay. um, but, uh, but still we all, it has to pass by everybody. You know, everybody has to be comfortable with everything and usually sure, sure. once it's gone through the whole uh you know the the mashup of everyone's input we come up with something that we're all happy with but uh Stuart does a lot of the he probably does work most, at the beginning yeah, yeah he it, does a lot of the, the work at the, the beginning there's a lot i mean everyone contributes like bringing ideas and like it'd be good to do something like this and what mm -hmm. but, but uh yeah but yeah, he's he's a he does a lot of arranging and then everything gets right. distilled through everyone's that's right yeah. playing. So sure. Yeah. And the creative process, everybody's got their flavor, their little bit of thing in, right? So yeah. how yeah. many people are in the show now? Uh, so there's five family members, and then right. uh Jamie Gaddy plays bass with us. He's been playing with us for, for many, many long, years. long time. Yeah. Okay. So but, on stage. But in Cape Breton, we were there, we um two Two days ago, we were home and got to see a lot of family and friends in uh, Glace Bay at the Savoy Theater. We did an afternoon, a matinee and an evening. And uh, there we had uh, guests from our family, like Seamus's three kids and my daughter. Our other brother, Ryan. Our other brother, Ryan, joined us. And then we have a dance troupe from there, and and which some of them will be coming to Massey Hall to dance. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, so that's fantastic. So the show that people get in Cape Breton is not the same show that people get all across the country. So everybody should come to Cape Breton. Yeah. <laughs> For many reasons. We have a few people already saying, we're going to, we're coming to Cape Breton. We want to see that show. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. When you watch a lot of your shows, there's so much that goes into them. Like you just don't have, you know, your music, you've got music, you've got dance. There's a lot of story that goes into a show, um, in particular with, with these Christmas shows. Uh, I think it, it's worthwhile to be able to, to watch the show, to experience the whole thing, just because it, it, it it's, it's more than just a concert. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We we draw a lot. The Christmas concert draws a lot from our experience growing up and uh and it's just it's not something we're making up. It's and I think that's what the genuine thing that people take from it when they go to the concert, they feel that they've experienced an evening with us at home, you know. Right. And uh of course we have a you know on a bigger big stages we've we've done arrangements and things to make things a little bigger but but the even in that it it feels very intimate and they feel they know us and are right there in the living room so i think, I that's, think that's yeah that's really important right so mm -hmm. it's like a kitchen party yes um, yeah do you do you enjoy playing places um well a massey hall who wouldn't enjoy it it's just such a, a fantastic place but um, I find that play, like that would be as big as I now go. Like I really enjoy seeing uh, performers like yourselves because you're right. You can retain the intimacy. I, yeah. I question how intimate it gets in these stadiums, you know? So do you, do you enjoy playing like center in the square, Massey Hall, that size of venue? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Like, a, I mean, there's, if you go to these big shows, I mean, rock shows and stuff, it's all it's just a different thing, but uh, sure. You can take it down. People lean in a little more. They, they're, uh, yeah, it's just much more intimate. Uh, it suits our show, especially, you know, people, when they first come in, you always have to warm a crowd up and it's a lot easier when the venue is nice and uh, cozy. And uh, yeah, it, it helps with the show for sure. Like when it's intimate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you guys, do you guys play, I'm sorry, maybe I should know this, but do you play in the States? a lot or do you sort of it's mostly canadian tours then down in the states a bit we, we, we used to yeah. we used to play a lot more uh okay. I mean, summers we played every irish festival down there every weekend you know um and so since covid and, <laughs> and different things we haven't uh we haven't really went back we've just kind of stayed close to home and sure. and because things you know became more difficult <laughs> you know right. uh and trying to keep it all running, you know, COVID took the bottom out of a lot of things. So we're just happy to be able to be back on the road and right. having big houses across Canada and people are still wanting to see the Bear McNeils. Well, and funny, it's, yeah. we, there's a lot of uh, Americans that cross the border to see yes. our shows in Canada uh, this year, which is, I mean, they come from Utah, flattering. they come from all over yeah. just uh, to get to see the show and we do have lots of requests are you coming to the u.s and it's the like there's only a certain span of time to do christmas shows and um you can't go everywhere <laughs> no no but i was thinking that that you know the demand for a show like yours and that style of music it would be really big because there's not not everybody's doing it and you guys do it so well and it's you know so i just thought well maybe the the americans would be trying to draw you down there for a little bit <laughs> Oh, they are. It's yeah. uh, just trying to make it all work. Yes. Right. So it's, we don't want to leave our Canadian fans. And yeah. yeah, like I mean, you guys start mid-November uh, doing these Christmas shows and going right across the country, and to be able to fit uh, U.S. shows in there as well, too, at least as part of the Christmas tour, near impossible, I would think. Well, logistically, the these tours are. I mean, it all sounds great when you talk about it, but yes. when you get down to it, and you're you're only 
you know, you can only travel so much. Your gear has to get places. It's yeah. uh, crossing borders. Yeah. And sure. we don't buy it all because it's, you just don't get your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah. so do you, I'm sorry, you guys, you're driving all your gear everywhere. Is that well, what you're we, saying? We ship a lot of gear out. We fly out. Right. In, and then, uh, we, yeah, like tour bus back and we start right. planning as soon as we finish a tour yeah the planning starts almost oh January. wow have you guys actually lost equipment before oh yeah oh yeah what have you lost we actually have uh what do we lose well there was a yeah flight i lost my bazooki and our bass player lost his bass and uh the bazooki like the bass there was a, a backline one you know it worked i had a, another style i don't know if you know what a bazooki is but it's like a mm -hmm. Like a mandolin tuned a little lower, but I had something someone was kind enough to to loan, which was a different tuning. I had to tune it even lower, so the strings were super slack. <laughs> so I had to play it like with just <laughs> you know as like, you know gently as I could. Yeah. So it wasn't great, but we got through it. Anyway, it's always nicer when your gear shows up. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of stresses that uh, our manager and the tour manager um look after you know um actually we had a big uh just days before we went on tour we had to change bus companies and there was a big but they kept it from us because we were working on getting ready and and all the stresses and uh so they they, they were great because they had a solution before they brought us the problem and uh, we have to thank them for that yeah <laughs> right right it, it's nice to have them to take care of that one less well, headache you know, yes. for, for you guys. And as you say, they just come to you with a solution and saying, Hey, this is what's happening now. And, yes. and why? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, we'd be at each other's throats. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, do you have, well, with siblings, everybody's got a different role in the family, right? There's the peacemaker and the, the doers and the, you know, the, the avoiders and all that stuff. So do you have, do, do they have the, the roles Are you certain people are like, okay, guys, it's okay. We've got this covered. And then other people are like, roles are pretty we're, yeah, we're, we're a family that's been doing this for a long time. So yeah. the roles are pretty defined just naturally, right. but I think ultimately what you figure out, and I've played in other bands and no matter what, if you're playing in a band and you're on the road, it's the same issues with, you know, anyone right. that's traveling together, but it, to be successful and everyone knows this, it's like, you have to work together yeah. to, because the problems aren't going to go away if you complain about them. So mm -hmm. everyone yeah. knows you dig in, you get through it. It's yeah. yeah. So and the, the chemistry on stage gets affected. It's just, yeah. So it's, it's great. That's yeah. awesome. It was 20 years ago. It was just look at 20 years ago. You guys did your first Christmas album. Yeah. How do you select, how do you select the songs? So you get a new Christmas show. You've been doing this for a while. How do you select the songs? How, how does that go? How does that happen? Well, every year we, we usually try to change the show up, you know, cause people sure. come in here and, but there are certain ones that, um, that people come to expect to hear. So there's certain ones we have to leave in what right. we change the set around and mm -hmm. and uh the material we rearrange a lot of tunes as well but uh there's certain numbers they have to be in every year or people would be upset <laughs> you yeah. know there, there's highlights and there's some very um i guess emotional moments of, of of the show but then the stories and the laughter you know the the lightheartedness and i think people leave 
feeling well distressed you know there's a little yeah. less stress when they've come out to see the show and and uh well there's a lot of people they just say now this is christmas has begun for them right you know after yeah. they get the bear mcneil show and and they um uh, anyway it's hard to talk about yeah. stuff like that but but people just seem to really respond and react and they like what we do and that it's um without being too churchy or or sure. you know we we the story comes across of what what this season is all about saying lucy it was it was a really good point i, I think it you know the fact that you guys go in there thinking hey we're going to give this gift of a show and music and people come away feeling you know look we we need some spirituality we need a place to just to decompress and feel good and relaxed and whatever that means to anybody to your point yeah they, they yeah. walk away with so much more than just like, hey wow that like, was a great band like we were brought up catholic and right? the whole but that's not what we push on right. people right. you know it's sure. for everyone it's for right. everyone and over the years we've had uh we have a lot of uh, jewish friends that always love to come out to our shows and and bring friends and and it's it's the music and the feeling you know it's a right. it's the coming together and gathering and about sharing uh, a peaceful time just you know relax yeah. and enjoy each other i think it's probably why we've been doing it for so long too because it, it is a lot of work um you know it's yeah it, it's a if you're looking at the performance if you had to make a pie chart it's a pretty thin sliver because the rest of it is traveling and preparing yeah and sound checking absolutely and yeah. but yeah. because uh the response is so positive it really it makes you go oh well maybe this is worth it's it. worthwhile yeah it's because right uh, yeah so we're, and we're lucky. the thing is it's it's such a well-oiled machine right now for us right. like people say oh how do you get along like your first yeah. first question yeah. <laughs> and it's like we probably get along better now than we ever have you know right. it's like we know what we have to do and we do it and we're older you know we're more mature right. and, it's easier as you and, get older yeah yeah the small stuff the doesn't bother you quite as much it's the aches and pains and and then and the joints are a little mm -hmm. more stiff but but uh everything else is working smooth you know so we're, we'll do it as long as we can and people want to see it it's uh it does just as much for us as it does for other people right are there is now is there a next generation of mcneils that like you guys have always had you know cousins and sisters coming in and and it's unbelievable the talent pool that is in this family tree unbelievable so is there, are there, are there younger generations that are looking at mom and dad and aunts and uncles saying, Hey, I, we got this. This is great. Look what they're doing for everybody. Well, there's uh Seamus's three are, are big into music. Um, and uh, I have, have two daughters that they're, you know, they're musical and they've taken, but uh, they're kind of going off on their own, their own, you know, they're both at university, right. oh, but uh, the oldest grandchild is Malcolm and he's a, He's uh, graduating this year from St. of X. He's uh, took guitar there, and this is his fourth year. He got his X ring. He's all set. Nice, nice. <laughs> and, uh, but he's he's pretty serious musician. He's um, right. you'll probably be hearing about him. I don't know if he'll want to travel with us, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but there are some some musicians in the family, and uh, it's nice when they can join us. And hopefully, they'll be able to do a little more of that in the future. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, when you guys talk about the the music and Stuart does a lot of the writing, 
I know not every song is a Barry McNeil song, and you have to decide what is right for, for the band. Um, how much of the music actually hits the cutting room floor? Yeah, well, it, there's stuff that hits the floor. There's stuff that is actually every time it'll come around and it's like you, you work on a song and it's like gets really close and then you're in the last minute that's ah, not quite right and then it's sometimes it takes years to years kind of before get it, something it comes to, to the point again. where yeah to where it actually sits on the shelf works. for a bit come back to it rework it, it. Changes. yeah yeah um so we don't we never totally scrap the stuff it's no we look at it again at a, a different point in our life and you know it's like oh well maybe we could treat it this way it would work better yeah. you know sometimes the more you work at something it's, it just doesn't go anywhere but leave it alone for a while and then it comes to life mm -hmm. right what about the inspiration for the songs um it's funny my wife and i were just talking about this about uh because we have two young boys young men now i guess and we were just thinking about how you know music's always been a reflection of the times if not just a you know a documentary of it and so you remember those like post-war songs and a lot of them were actually relatively happy and and resilient and now when you hear a lot of the music that's out it's not as happy and resilient which i think the mcneils have always put forward um so the inspiration that you're writing music and it's a reflection of you know where you're at and what's happening around you those sorts of things where where are you drawing that from and what what have been the important things that you wanted to write about it's, it's or funny. reflect on i know you said stewart does a lot of that but you know everybody's yeah. throwing their two cents in but it's funny you say that uh our father uh was listening he doesn't say too much he's a pretty quiet fellow you know and right. uh he had mentioned uh to to my husband the other day that he said that the radio's on and he said there's an awful lot of bad christmas songs out there <laughs> like he just and it, you know he's just like because you know the ones that live on those classic christmas songs you hear on the radio they just get that feeling you know and rita mcneil was able to do that you know rita right. mcneil was able to write a great christmas song um some of our favorite albums are like bells of dublin from uh the chieftains yeah. like there's a certain magic that comes and some people can put these albums together and I think we we take cues from those, you know, from before us, things that touched us and use that kind of, you know, it, we don't need to talk about the troublesome stuff in our lives because there's it's there every day. So it's it's better, I think, to talk about things that get us over the hump and give us a little hope. Mm -hmm. That's basically the gist of it all. <laughs> right. And that's why people come to the shows. Yes. Yeah. So to get a, to get leave feeling with a, a little a little bit of hope and uh, they can get through the season. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's on tap for you guys now? So when the tour is over and you're exhausted, you said like the planning for the next tour starts in motion already. So is what can people get excited about? Is there a sort of a spring summer thing or lots of festivals down east that, you know, we can all go to that you'll be at? What's, what's there's happening? actually this summer there's uh we're playing yeah there's several there's one in inganish uh yeah at cape smoky it's a ski hill there but uh inganish is a beautiful uh beautiful area in cape breton so it's it's very much going to be a, a destination event where you know you can yeah get a cabin it's in the highlands yeah of cape breton so it's beautiful um there'll be con 
there'll be different concerts, but we're one of them. And you can actually take the gondola ride and see this, you know, come down and see the gorgeous yeah. mountainous area. I, I think we're going to be Beautiful. on as the sun is setting behind the stage right. too. So it's like, yeah, it'll be pretty special. So that's a going to be a highlight, I think, of the. Already people are planning their vacations around coming yeah. around wow. that time. I'm writing this and, down, actually. This seems like a good thing to do. <laughs> there's a few um, yeah, other ones. There's some festivals and stuff. There's some festivals. Yeah. A little, we're playing a little more around home than we, we probably normally did. Right. That makes sense. It's nice to be home. It's a good yeah. time of year to be home. I mean, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it's funny when we're on this tour, it's kind of a one day at a time thing but uh right. yeah we are doing some playing definitely yeah. coming up so i guess our website might be more reliable than what we're saying than us. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't we're doing the website the... somebody that actually yeah. knows is working on that yeah that's right yeah <laughs> we're back to that tour manager guy but just ask him he knows what's going on or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you should you should interview him he's great yeah, yeah. Him. <laughs> listen i was curious no, i how are you guys on on your family history um, are you okay, like pre-Canada? I'm, and the reason that I ask is that I got into the Isle of Barra and the the fact that the landowner um, during the potato famine had essentially just put everybody on a ship, shipped them over to Canada because they just, they couldn't feed everybody. Now, is that the reason the McNeils are actually in Canada now? Yeah, I don't know if it was so much the the. I don't know about the fam- famine. It was more the clearances. The clearances. Swim. Okay. They purposely cleared their lands of the people for more cattle and for their own benefits. Yeah. So we, the people, yeah, were sent. You know, we headed to Cape Breton over two hundred years ago to survive, wow. and yeah. and we have, we you know, we uh, the can't had to cut out the trees and you know like when we think of our forefathers and what they had to uh deal with you know it's yeah. a little different than getting on a bus and traveling across yeah, the country yeah isn't so so different <laughs> Christmas tour isn't so hard <laughs> but uh yeah we uh we've definitely flourished when we got to cape breton and uh, we love cape oh, breton sure. very much yeah i wasn't and- really sure about what the history was about the isle of barra i was had kind of found something more about with regards to the potato famine as opposed to them actually clearing the land so they could expand themselves and enforcing everybody everybody off their land so yeah. not well not themselves but like uh, the the english came in yes and, and right cleared okay. the land. yeah yeah it's yeah. called the highland clearances yeah you look up that great <laughs> Yeah. Um that's but, my bedtime uh, reading tonight. We did uh yeah. visit the Isle of Barra in um in 88. We were over it's a long time, but we had a, a great visit. We didn't perform. I, I mean, we went to a, a pub and, and played some music, and then I think we were in someone's house or whatever, and, and we had a great time, and we that's were fun. told that we we looked like Barra people. I was anyway, I was told I looked like a Barra woman, so <laughs> I, I took it as a compliment, so I would too. I'd want to. I'd want to look that up. I'd be like, well, wait a second. Wait yeah. a second. I, 
when I get to a history book, I'm coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, guys, I I do want to thank you for having taking the time with us this morning. Um, And then more so, I want you to to thank you for being part of the Canadian fabric of of music. I mean, Canada is so flavorful, but the, the East Coast, boy, I'll tell you, that's We've had so much great music come out of that section of Canada, and you're you're a big part of it. So thank you, and thank you for taking time with us today. Oh, well, thank you for having us. Having us. Yeah, not at all, not at all. Good luck at Massey Hall. It's going to be fantastic. 